what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. Off to my right, if you're so privileged enough to be watching us on video, you will see Brian Jackson, my actual brother in tech. Uh, if that's you're on the, that's the not audio, privileged part, seeing right. me. But <laughs> if you're uh, listening on audio, you will not hear any difference. We are both in the same channel. We haven't done the whole stereo mixing side of things. So you're just going to hear us both in the same channel, I believe. Um, nothing too exciting there. It is Brian Jackson there. So, Brian, how are, uh, this is our once a week get together to talk about technology. But before we do, uh, everything going okay with you? Anything? anything yeah. New interest? Yeah. Uh, new. No, not, not really. Um, I do have some tech to share, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. It's kind of been a nice, uh, tech week. Unfortunately, um, much of that tech is out of necessity and not because of pure desire. So that's, uh, a little bit of a bummer. We want to hear about that and all this glory, all the pros and the cons here in a little bit. Uh, we'll get to that in just a minute. Brian can talk about some of the new technology he's been introducing, and we can uh, discuss it a little bit. This is Brothers in Tech. This is a show where Brian and I, actual brothers, get together every week and we talk technology. We talk personal, home, family technology, uh, technology you can use every day. And um, every time we get together, we either have a topic or two we like to dig into, maybe a new software product we'd like to explore. Uh, we've been Oh my God, we've been going through email programs for the last several weeks in a row. It is nuts. But Brian, I'll just tell you in a 30 second recap here. Oh God. Uh, no, week, I do no. Are, are you gonna are you are you are you are you gonna a, jump in and, and take yep. over with email again? <laughs> this is just a coda to last week's episode. Okay. Okay. All right. I recommended uh, I ended up using the email program missive. Yep. which granted does cost a fair amount per month, but I'm happy to be spending that amount, that money. I'm still extremely happy with this email program. I have been very, oh, good. Uh, very, very uh, happy with the outcomes. I enjoy using my email program right now. So yes, I'm just here to say I'm still on board one week. Wow. That's good. That's yeah. good. I might have to, might have to ask you this every week and see at what point uh, anything changes, but yeah. There may be I a can tell you that I am I am there. not using Missive um, okay. myself, and yeah. uh, mainly because of the iOS, which we briefly went yeah. into. Um, but so uh, you, you no, found I the iOS I did not to your liking, not uh, not to my not enough. Yeah, there was there was yeah. a couple of things that didn't work, and sure. that led me not to to give it a shot. But uh, but when I did test out the uh, the desktop, it was it was nice. Yeah. A lot of lot of opportunities there, so I'm glad you I'm glad you uh, found one. I'm glad that you're uh, you're in a good space right now. So, I am in a very good space on email, so I like to believe we're not going to be addressing email as much the next several weeks. But let's move on to other topics. And uh, but if we need to do a check in on my email program every week, that's fine, <laughs> just to see if anything's changed. Um, Sounds good, Brian. 
just as much as us talking about technology in general, we like exploring new technologies. And you have an opportunity this week where you have two new products or new to you products that you're going to be kind of doing a little bit of unboxing, a little bit of exploring yeah. with us and talking about new technologies for us. So let's, let's get into the first one. I know we're okay. going to get into, you got a Samsung, Samsung phone, an S 23 phone. We're going to get to that a little bit later in the show. That is something where we're going to talk a little bit about Samsung and the Android operating system compared to iOS. You being a long-term iOS person. Yeah. With iPhones and such, I want to hear your thoughts and, and feedback initially after using a new Galaxy phone. We'll get to that in a little bit, but you have another technology that you just kind of uh, bought into that we can talk about a little bit. Um, that is AirTags. So let's let's talk That's AirTags right. a little bit. What brought you to get AirTags involved <laughs> in your life and why? And let's remind everybody what they are in case they're not familiar with it. Yeah, so AirTags are uh, Apple's version of a um, kind of a uh, an item finder, a uh, a location device where you know anyone who's had a, a tile in the past, which was kind of the initial leaders in this uh, in this market, they were the little device that you could put on keys or you could put on um, a backpack or a briefcase, um, and then if you were to misplace them they would have the ability to be able to kind of either respond to you if you're very close by or allow you to track them and see where they were last seen. Um, so AirTags are, are Apple's version of this. And I know most people have, have heard the, heard of them and maybe even have used them. Uh, this was my, this is my first time ever uh, even holding one. And so I, I decided to move to AirTags. Alan, you and I talked about how I lost my keys a few weeks ago. I had a tile on those keys, uh, thought I was doing the right thing. And turns out that, um, one, the tile, I think, was running out of battery. So even if I would have found it, it seems like it being used as a lost device probably wore out the rest of whatever battery was there. And then the other tile has kind of come a little loose in the tooth, right? Where, you know, if, if no one has a tile app uh, on their phone close to wherever that tile is, then you're not going to get, uh, you're not going to get access to that uh, detailed information. Can, so can I, can I just pause you for a second and make sure everybody's kind of understanding what we're talking about here with the tile. And, and again, all these trackers kind of work in a very similar fashion. But with Tile, which was kind of the mainstay, that's the one that everybody kind of knew. That was the device you hook to your keys, you hook to your backpack, whatever it is you want to keep track of. Right. So basically, it is pinging a signal on a regular basis. And that's why you're able to go to your iPhone and pull up the Tile app and see exactly where that device is. Yeah. But for it to ping and share a location, it has to be near other devices on the tile network correct yeah so this is this is what this is what's kind of beautiful about this technology is they're they're taking advantage of the fact that people have phones and those phones can all share information with one another right now a lot of people think oh my gosh i don't want i don't want my phone being tapped into by a network to share about somebody else's stuff but this all happens behind the scene it all happens as an encrypted network so given that I have a tile and I have the tile app on my phone, 
that tile app is constantly kind of waiting to see if it comes in contact with anyone else that has a tile. Now, that doesn't mean I can pull up my phone and see who else around me has a tile. But if I have permissions on a particular tile, then I can uh, gain access to it. But if someone else, let's say that I'm at the airport and I, and I lose my bag, uh, someone picks up my bag and takes it to the other side of the airport, as long as in the general location of that tile where my bag is, if someone else has a phone that has the tile app on it, it allows me to kind of triangulate to figure out where that object is. But the big key factor here is that you have to have the tile app or someone has to have the tile app. So if you're out in a location where no one's using a tile and no one has the tile application on their phone, you're kind of out of luck, right? And it's going to tell you, here's where we last saw it. And that last last seen information may be you know, a completely different place, especially if it was being driven away or if it was uh, um, you know, something that's out uh, in a non-populated area. So so that's always kind of been the challenge is that these don't have their own Wi-Fi signal. So they're not tapping into Wi-Fi. They're not tapping into a cell network, right? Which would be great, obviously, if they each could ping a cell network, because then you could figure out where they were at any time, right? But of course that would take a lot of battery. That would take you know, a cell service, which is probably a, a, another fee. So Tile started to, I think, become less and less useful because fewer and fewer people had the Tile app, especially after AirTags came out. When when Apple announced that, hey, we've got our own version of this, and guess what? Ours now works on any iPhone. So if any, if you come in contact with an iPhone, regardless of whether it has a Tile app or anything like that, it now has the ability to let you know that, hey, by the way, we just saw it. And it was generally in this location. It's not going to give you I mean, any information about the person that has the iPhone, but it's going to say, we 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 recently saw that uh, that device in this general location. Thinking about in general, just how many devices out there are iOS devices, yep. iPhones, iPads. It is, um, you know, even if you, in some areas it's not a majority of the mobile devices, it is a very very high significant portion of them. The chance of you being within Bluetooth or near field connection with another iOS device is pretty high in most, most places. So right away you start to see where the real difference is between a tile type uh, architecture and the air tags with the iOS connectivity. So, right. Right. There's a, there's a definite benefit to the iOS uh, version here, the air tags, right? So, I would say right off the bat, you know, if if you're looking for something in which you feel like you want the best opportunity to be able to find it later, obviously you want the, the thing that has the greatest opportunity to connect with something else when it's out in the in the wild. And uh, and I, I feel like AirTags probably has a better opportunity to do that because there are more iPhones than any phone with a tile uh, tile app on it. So, so I went with the the AirTags as a replacement for my Tile, and we've kind of done a switch over. I bought a pack of four. They do come in singles, as well as a pack of four. I think a pack of two and a pack of four. Um, they're pretty popular right now. I ended up uh, just taking a look at Best Buy the other day, and they were completely gone. Um, I did order mine, which they came fairly quickly. Um, 
but uh, I do think it's something that uh, people are recognizing is probably a good use of money for people that might be losing things. So, you know, I have one on my keychain now. My wife has one on her keychain. We're planning on putting one on our dog. And, mm -hmm. you know, just in case she were to dart off, at least we have like a, a little bit of uh, confidence we might be able to find her. Um, and then I'm, you know, I'm tempted to even put one in my car uh, just because someone steals your car and it doesn't really matter if you still have your keys if the car goes somewhere else. So, you know, thinking about, um, trying to put them in a number of different places. So, yeah. So they are $29 a piece, uh, which is a little bucks. pricey, but not yeah, crazy. Yeah. I would love crazy. it if these were 15 bucks yeah. or so. Right? 15 yeah. bucks. I feel like that's where they need to be, but this is the Apple premium tax we pay on top of everything. So I, right. 29 bucks sounds like an Apple price or something like this. You can get a set of three or four of them for $99. You can get a set of four. Yeah, I get a set of four, I think for 89 I think there was a discount okay. on them. Uh, and I believe I may have even ordered through Amazon. But yeah, yeah. so I, I you know, a little, little bit cheaper to go for a pack of four. Um, I, I will say, Alan, there's, there's a number of these that are for sale on like Marketplace where people say, hey, I bought them, but I realize I don't really need them. I get a little nervous about that um, yeah. because I also think that you know, even if it's in the package, I still don't know how possible it might have been for someone to, you know, use these nefariously and and um, given how small they are and what they potentially could do. But um, yeah, but I, I'm so far, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I thought I would, I have two of them that I haven't even unpackaged okay. yet. So I thought maybe I would... I would pull one out, set it up, let you see that process um, because it's yeah, pretty simple, pretty uh, pretty easy to do. Here, I'll go so, I'll zoom in on the window a little bit here. Actually, okay. I'll tell you what I'll do is I will move. Nope, I'm gonna move you over. Yeah. There you go. You get the big window. So now I can nice, see nice. Okay, well I've got a couple of ways I could do this. Um, let's see. Let me. Yeah, let me just do. Let me just do this. Disconnect that. Okay, so first of all, here's here's an air tag, right? It comes right. out of the package. It's wrapped mm -hmm. in plastic, right? I will back up a little bit. Okay, this came in a package that had four of them. You can see I still have one mm -hmm. one left uh, remaining to go. Now, here's I, I got a couple of cons that I'm going to give as I go through this. One, I mean these these are set up so that they're they're not ready for a keychain. I mean, you have to ha you have to buy a keychain. You have to. They don't yeah. have hooks on them. They don't have a loop on them. They, they are truly freestanding little dials. I mean, really freestanding little them. dots. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So um, they're wrapped in plastic, and then the plastic is kind of stuck into the battery. So there is a battery in it that is obviously not working yet because you got to pull the plastic tab out of it. Um, what else? Uh, I mean, it's it's a fairly slick looking. The back of it looks very similar. Let's see, there's yeah, there's the back. Mm -hmm. mm, you're not gonna see it. Damn. You're not gonna see it. Oh, the back of it's really silver. Either. It's got a little Apple on it, right? Mm -hmm. um, looks very similar to the back of a an Apple Watch. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do, Alan, I will. Uh, all right, got my phone here, and I'm gonna first of all go ahead and take the plastic off of this and you'll see that I'm going to be pulling the tab out. So once you pull the tab out, I heard a little 
little uh, noise there that means it's ready to go. And we're supposed to, I'm going to put this here. There you go. There goes. You can see that uh, you're not going to be able to see it because of the reflection. But yeah, yeah the bottom well, came up and said, yeah. said connect, right? It's asking right. me if I want to connect. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ellen, I wonder, can I switch to a screen now? Maybe that would be a yeah. little easier. Let's see if that's going to work. All right, let's try this. This is excellent audio podcast material right here. Everybody is going to love it, right? Okay, so this Whoa. is what this is what came up. Oh, hold on. There you go. I'm not really sure how why I'm gone, but if you're okay with that, well, I think it's. Fine. I mean, I think it's great. I think everybody's yeah, okay I'm, with that. I'm here in spirit. I just you can't. See it. <laughs> uh, it's probably because you made me full screen, right? You made me big earlier, yeah. but okay. So as you can see, it comes up and says, "Hey." We notice an air tag, and it is proximity based. So um, I remember when I first tried one of them, nothing happened. You have to just go and get it very close to the uh, to the phone, and it will recognize. So if I click connect, it's asking me to you to name the air tag, tell it what it is that you know you're using: backpack, bike, handbag, so on. Uh, or you can go down to a custom name and tell it what this is. So if I said this was for my dog, so Stella. Click continue, it also allows you to put an emoji, which I think really only comes up if you are, uh, you know, uh, seeing it in a list of different things. So I'm gonna see if I have anything here where well, that's a dog. Yep, okay. So I chose an emoji, click continue. And then you'll see that uh, it has to be linked to a particular uh, Apple ID. This is something I'm going to go over in just a minute. It gives a uh, a bit of a um, uh, kind of agreement that you have to say, yes, I understand. And then it is allowing me to set this up for, um, for Stella. And it's going to set it up within my, um, there we go, beeps at me. And it's setting up under my Apple ID. And then you can see that it's giving you some options and I'm going to say done. So at this point, I'm going to go into the Find My application and you'll see now under items, I have a second one. So BJ's Keys is my first one that I'd set up before and then Stella. Um, and then you can see on the on the map there that they are both right here with me. Um, so pretty slick, pretty easy. Um, and the moment you connect it, it is now listed, if you see here at the bottom of the screen, under the items. Another thing that I will bring up as a, a potential issue. But um, so, yeah, if I click on that particular uh, air tag, so I'm clicking on Stella here, it gives me the option to play a sound. So let's just say that I can't find it in my house. These are my keys, for example. I could click and tell it I want to play a sound and you'll hear you'll hear the beep coming from the air tag, which means great. looks like you found it. And um, you can also do notifications and say this particular thing I want to be notified anytime I leave it behind, uh, which I'm not going to have uh, happening here. 
and then there's even an option to um, to do this loss mode. And I think the loss mode is that you know, please let me know whenever it is found, or even um, kind of notify me quickly so that I can try to figure out where it uh, where it is. So, Alan, I can't see you. Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yes. things were great there for a minute. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Is he still no, there? I can, I can totally hear you. Um, let me see. Okay, there we are. Yeah, okay. so I'm here. Um, yeah, I mean, super Still easy. questions from you, Alan, because you, no. you said you haven't you haven't done this before. No, I, well, other than I've bought some AirTags for my kids that they have used for some things, but I have not purchased any for myself. And I still have a tile on my key ring. But yep. after your... Um, your car incident has caused me to now kind of escalate my thinking into getting something different for tracking car keys yeah. and the other things I need to be tracking. Honestly, um, I've got a silicone case for my Apple TV remote mm-hmm. that actually has a hole I in the back well. meant for an air tag. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it actually you pop an air tag in the back of it. And that is now what you can use to track your Apple TV remote, which believe it or not, I'm not worried about my Apple TV, like being in some other part of the city. I just need to find it in my freaking leaving room and to Mm. know that I can actually play the sound and do all those things is, is nice. So, um, so no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely on the verge of jumping into the air tag world. Um, good. Well, I I think it'd be good. I think it's, I think it's a good move. Now here's here. Let me give you my, my criticisms of the okay. air tags, yeah, right? Like obviously the criticism, well. criticism of the tile was obviously that it just didn't seem like it was going to be as precise to be able to find it. You know, there's probably going to be uh, fairly large gaps because of uh, fewer people having tiles, but here are my, here are my problems with the air tags. Uh, for one, I'm very happy to know that you can replace the battery. So these are, these are the uh, kind of the watch coin batteries that are in them. I think the 1632 battery. Mm -hmm. So you can replace the battery and it's supposed to last, you know, maybe a year and then you replace it to be able to get more. I think that's great, but man, what a missed opportunity, Ellen. This, this thing is exactly the same on the back as a Apple watch. Hmm. Why this can't just snap onto an Apple watch charger and recharge and i'm sure that's to the design right so the next version of these which probably is going to look the exact same will be rechargeable and it would be i think personally so much nicer it could notify you hey listen you've got 20 percent left go throw it on your charger sits in that magnet charger because the back of it is exactly the same what is the protocol uh, if you uh if you lose if your battery is running low on these things like you need to replace the battery can you do that you can yes so it's a so it's a it's a replaceable battery right it is a it's one of the coin batteries i haven't tried to open it yet but i believe i'm just looking real quick um on the back it says bluetooth le ultra wideband air tag designed by apple well i guess it doesn't tell me but i think it's the 1632 battery you're supposed to be able to swap these out okay okay so it's replaceable battery which is great but why it couldn't have been a rechargeable battery so that we don't have to 
get a brand new battery every time? I, I, I don't know. I'm sure that's yeah. coming soon. Um, that would be and nice. maybe, maybe part of that is that batteries can drain a little bit quicker over time and maybe they're not really comfortable with the, the, uh, the long-term use of them. But, um, so that was a little disappointing. Um, the other piece that I think was a bit annoying and Alan's probably something important for you to note, you cannot share air tags with someone else. So for example, the one I just put on there for my dog, only I am going to see it in my, um, find my application. Uh, So like your spouse couldn't see it or anything. You cannot share it with someone else. Uh, so which, which a tile you can, you could say, listen, this is both, we have the same tile account. And so, you know, my wife and I could both see, uh, where that those keys were, this is not the case. Um, now, the way you can kind of get around that is, you know, of course, you got to assume one of you is going to have your phone. And whenever you get a notification, the other one could be notified. And then I think you can, you know, uh, work through a system like that. But that was a bit disappointing, right? It's great with keys, right? I mean, I only need to know about my keys. Um, she only needs to know about her keys. But when it comes to having an item like this where her, both of us care about it. Uh, I really do wish it could have been shared. And it seems like it's super easy to do, right? I'm already having, I'm already in a family plan with her so I can share everything else with her. Um, I can share my location. Why I can't click on it and say, share this location with, you know, this person. I don't understand why under a family account, you can't turn on the option to share with other members of the family. Yeah. It doesn't make that would much seem sense. pretty straightforward to me. So, yeah. Now, I did read an article that said, you know, that's that's a fairly easy software update. So, mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if that comes. Maybe they're maybe right now they're still trying to figure out exactly how people are using it. You know, there was a concern initially that people would take these and track other people. You know, someone walks yeah. by and drops it in your backpack. That's one thing I think is a really cool piece that um, that Apple has done. And let me see if it comes up. I'm trying to remember what the uh, what the options were. But the so my understanding is that Alan, if I were to, you know, if you were walking by and I were to drop my AirTag into your backpack, mm-hmm. that you moving around with an iPhone, if you have an iPhone and you're moving around and all of a sudden there's an AirTag close to you that's following you, it will actually notify you. Hey, by the way, there's an air tag that's following you that isn't yours. <laughs> we wanted you to know about it, which is a really cool uh, option, right? And I think that's fantastic. But why I can't go in and say, oh, no, but that's actually my kid, right? Go ahead and notify that they're part of my plan or something like that. So there is a problem. It is a little challenging. Now, granted, I've sometimes seen random air tags pop up on my phone saying, hey, there's an air tag near you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess that kind of lends to the whole idea that it is going to notify you if there's one near you right. instead of uh, it being slipped in and you not seeing it um, yeah. overtly. So that's good to know. Yeah. So I would say, you know, to me, other than price, there's really three things that I am a little disappointed about. One, you're forced to get some other case. Like I bought a several of these little cases where you can slide the Apple AirTag into them, a little neoprene case that can go on your yeah. keychain. 
you have to buy something else, right? Whereas the tiles always had a little hook on the side. So at least you could put it directly on your, your keys and not have to worry about it. Um, I'm disappointed that given the design, it isn't automatically just chargeable on a watch, uh, a watch charging, uh, charging cable. Cause it just seems like it's made for it. And then also um, the, the idea of not being able to share it with someone is really disappointing. And so Alan, if you, you know, if you look back at the, the find my application, you know, the other, the piece about this that kind of disappoints me is that there are these two sections, there's devices and items. Items are where that you have air tags and devices are your things like your phone and your computer and all that. To me, you should be able to decide which one's which. It's like, what what is something that I want to share with my family? Just slide it over to maybe a device and items or something that are just mine. Or maybe you have private versus shared. Yeah. Um, because it seems like that's the real distinctive factor here is that, you know, they're suggesting that these items are things that are yours and only yours. Yeah. And they are private, private, uh, privately trapped items, which I don't think is necessarily the best. Well, so. Of the three things you mentioned, as far as things you'd love to see or things you feel like are weaknesses right now, one of them, the physical construct of the actual disc itself being something that could go on an Apple Watch charger, that to me sounds like a future generation of AirTags capability. Yep, for um, sure. The having it be something you can put into a key ring or having some way of attaching it, that will never happen. They're going to constantly want you right. to buy right. the key, the uh, ring holsters or other like uh, sleeves for it to go in. You know, the the last piece of the puzzle about being able to share it with others, that to me, hopefully is a, hopefully that's a next software version update or a future software update version capability. That's that'd be hope. pretty easy to roll out. So yep. Um, yep. that's the biggest hang up for me. Like I already bought into the idea that if I go this route, I'm going to have to pay some more money for a keychain holder or some other thing to hold it in. So be it. Um, and then the charging would be nice, but I think I could probably work around that for now. So that yeah. sharing thing is the biggest issue for me or sharing it with other people. Yeah. If I put one on our dog, yeah, I or cat or whatever. I mean, I don't want it to just be me that could track it. I need other people to be able to track it yeah. as well. So that is that yeah. is a challenge right now for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that piece I'm, I'm hopeful will change and improve. And, uh, but I, I see myself getting more of these. I see, I yeah. see putting one in each of our cars. I see putting one on a camera bag, just like I did with a lot of the tiles. Um, just because one, if they're all in the same location on my phone, the place where I can go and see where my phone is, where my wife is, where my keys are, Everything is there is is it's just a really slick ecosystem. So uh, yeah. so I've Good. I've bought in and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. So Brian is all in on air tags. I'm all in I so far. Probably be pretty soon here. I'm already eyeing a, a four pack myself and I've already got figured out where I would put them here in my household. So yeah. Um, all right. Ceremoniously get rid of the tile and move it off the keychain and put the the Apple air tag on. All right. Well, thanks for the unboxing. Thanks for the uh walking through of that and kind of the pros and cons. Good to know. Now, are there any other major competitors right now to Apple's AirTags outside of Tile? I don't think so. Not, not that I, not that I know. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that says so, a lot too. If people felt like this was a real weak market for Apple, they would jump right in and have their own products. But the fact that everybody's kind of staying away from this makes me think that Apple's kind of got this down pat. They've got this market yeah. figured out. So, yeah. And I All do right. think that I think AirTags can work with Android devices. The The quick read I did on it is that there is a connection that can be made there, but uh, it's not as strong as the connection between a, you know, an iPhone user or at least the network itself. But so I, I think it is possible to be able to use that, though. Well, Brian, that kind of leads be, us to our next. I was going to say, you <laughs> should be an expert in this field because you, <laughs> speaking of Android and non-Apple devices, you, um, my understanding is you've been using a Samsung S23 for what, the past week? About a week. Yeah, about a week. About a week. Now, mm-hmm. Brian, just you and I, self-admittedly, we are Apple Apple users. We both have iPhones, iPads, Apple Watches, MacBook Pros. I mean, that we are in this world. Yep. So we're bought in. I don't know about you, Brian, but when somebody approaches me and wants to talk about, you know, Android, um, it is a, uh, it, it's it's tough for me because I, part of me, my initial reaction is I just want to like champion iOS, but I, I also feel like I don't want to turn a blind eye to what the other side's doing. Because I do hear some really interesting things that they're doing in the phone market from time to time. But without having two phones side by side and be able to really kind yeah. of evaluate and compare, it's tough to know. You, however, are in a position where you did acquire a Galaxy S23 phone for uh, other purposes. To so talk us through why you've got one and then let's talk about some initial feedback and reactions on that. Yeah. Well, the, the why is... Um you know, some, some research development that I've been doing. And, you know, it's funny working with a tech company that is uh, developing applications and technology. You know, I'm one of the only iPhone people within this small tech company, uh, mainly because, you know, they realize that Android is much more open for individuals to develop for. It's easier to develop for applications to to get it on Android devices. You have more opportunities to be able to go and code for uh, those devices. So we chose to kind of develop uh, our new products uh, on an Android device. So given that, we had to do testing. And so we wanted to get the latest and greatest on the Android line of phones to try to see what was the you know, speed and performance capabilities that they would allow um, some new technology or some new applications to do. So, so I've gotten a chance to to play, as you said, with a, an S23. And for those that don't know, the the new 23s, the S23s, that line of of uh, Samsung Galaxy is, as of the the recording of this podcast, is kind of the latest and greatest uh, from Samsung. And there are three levels. There's kind of the Samsung or the S23, I think S23 Plus, and maybe the S23 Ultra, something like that. So this is just a standard S23. So it's very similar to the iPhone lines in which they have the larger models. Um, but this is kind of that entry uh, entry phone. And and I I will tell you, it is, it's pretty nice, Alan. It's, um, it's something that has been fairly easy to use. And... Um, um, you know, I've been fairly impressed. So I thought I'd do a little bit of a side-by-side for you or a little tour for you, Alan. Um, okay. Just to tell you some things like, you know, 
initial impressions of the the device itself. So I'm going to I'm going to share my screen, which is okay. we're going to use uh, the camera on my current phone so that we can take a look at yes. the S23. All right. Good. So this is the this is the Samsung. Um, first first off, I'll I'll say the size is almost identical to the phone that I have. So I have an iOS, or I'm sorry, I have an iPhone 13, which I believe is the same size as the iPhone 14. So the regular, not the, the Pro or any of that. Um, and this is, I think, the exact same size. So I think it's a 6.1 screen. Um, you'll notice even the width is very, so this has a case on it, by the way, I put a plastic case on it, but um, weight is the same uh look is the same if i had this down on the um just on the table you walked up to it you would not know that it was uh an android or a, an ios uh, device right it, they seem to look identical the only things that i can tell you i'm gonna unplug this for a second only things that i can tell you initially from the look of it that are different obviously the layout of the the cameras is a little different than any of the iOS devices. Some, I think the iOS devices, when they have three, they're two next to each other and one above and, or the four. Um, Alan, they've got the volume and power both on the same side okay. as opposed to the iOS. So there's nothing on the other side. Uh, and then the other piece that's a little different is, of course, they are um, USB-C. USB yeah. Yeah. So a USB-C connection, which is which is super slick. Uh, I which do I prefer that. <laughs> I would I'm jealous definitely of. want that for an iPhone. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Let me give you the negative. Is this is obviously the first time I've gotten a phone in a little while. There was no cable with this phone. No charging brick mm. or no cable that came with it. Wow. Okay. So the when I opened it up, it literally was just the phone, and that's it. Which was kind mm. of a bummer for me because I don't have that many USB-C cables laying around. Um, but I guess packaging wise, it's a whole lot easier. It was a very slick box or a small box, you know, there was nothing else that could have fit in there. So, uh, so that was a, a bit of a bummer, but also under, understandable, um, not trying to, to waste packaging. So, uh, let's see what else. Um, so as I said, weight, uh, you know, the, the feel of it feels really, really similar. Okay. I, I could have, I could be using this and not feel, uh, much different at all from okay. my uh, my phone. Sure. Um, I have I don't have a lot of experience with with Android. Okay, but um, you know they're not too far off uh, in terms of the icons and the fact that you have a tray down here that you can include a number of different icons. You can see that I can drag them over just like you would mm -hmm. with iOS uh, to be able to have. Uh, a little different when I'm using it. I took me a little getting used to that. This is kind of a tray as almost like a home screen. Whereas if you flick up, this is where you get to see all of your apps. And so that's just a rotation that can happen. Sorry. Rotating through the, uh, the five the home screen buttons, in the Brian, I'm sorry. The five buttons on the bottom, those are customizable, correct? Correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you can, you can pull those out, put those wherever you want. Yeah. Um, so you kind of have I, multiple tray areas here as your homepage. Okay. And then yeah. you also have, 
the actual list. So this is almost like, you know, on iOS sliding over mm -hmm. to the, the app library, right. And seeing all of them, but it's much it's easier five, to get to. Yeah. It's five, the maximum number you can have down there in that bottom tray. Mm, that's good question. Let's see. I think so. In the bottom tray. Yes. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Which but realize. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, but realize I don't know. I mean, so you can have multiple pages here, just like iOS. Okay, but I do like the fact that I can get to all of the applications quicker. So it's kind of like you have three levels. You have what's in the tray, what's on the home flippable screens, and then what's in every in kind of the big folder of everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I do like that. That that yeah, seems sure. to be easy for me to do. Um Obviously, it's got widgets. These are things that, just like in iOS, you can click on and change. Say, I get rid of that widget, change it for something else. So, you know, generally that's similar, right? I think someone that's going from iOS to Android would easily be able to figure some of that out, uh, be able to navigate around pretty well. The one part that takes a little getting used to, and, and I'm trying to decide whether I like it or not like it, is there's always the navigation at the bottom. So if you see the, mm -hmm. the three items at the bottom, right? The left is the the little side sideways hamburger, and then the middle being the um, kind of like your home, which takes you back to this uh, this particular screen. And then the left button there is a back button. Mm -hmm. So now the reason I like this, Alan, or I've enjoyed using it, is I always know one-handed my thumb can reach everything that I need to do to get back to this place. Whereas iOS sometimes put those up in the top left to go back a screen. You swipe a lot with iOS to go back screens. And this just, it, it's kind of nice to always have the back, right? It's kind of the escape um, to go back one level. As I said, that center button, if I was anywhere else, uh, takes me back to this home. Uh, the, the three lines, Alan, is the app switcher. Okay, so okay. if you here on App Switcher, you can flick away your applications just like you would in any other uh, or in iOS, right? So instead of swiping up from the bottom like iOS has done, App Switcher allows you to to flick away those those applications as well. Hmm. Um, notice something looks really similar. This is the camera app. Looks really, really similar to yeah. iOS. Um, yeah. So I don't think anybody would have trouble moving from one to the other. You know, the same slider down here. There's a way to go straight to what, look at the uh, the images. And, and again, this is where I think it's kind of nice that when you jump into something and you realize you made a mistake, it's always that back arrow, which takes mm -hmm. you where you were before. iOS isn't always there, right? Sometimes you got to swipe or you have to go top left. You have to realize, do I need to go back home and do it all over again? So That's I do true. think that was that was pretty slick, um, but pretty easy to uh, to to feel at home with this if you're an iOS user uh, as well. Um, uh, I did notice that this particular phone. I just looked up some of the specs. It's got I think a better zoom on it, mm -hmm. uh, built-in zoom than the iOS uh, does. Um, Alan, I don't know if you've ever noticed this before, but this was something when I was trying to test these out. Uh, you know how at the bottom, and this is very similar to iOS, where you can just click on the type of zoom that you're wanting to do, right? Yeah. Zoom in. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that. Let's see. How did I get there? Um, 
Well, I'm in it. Oh, it's because I'm in portrait. Um, here, right? It kind of creates a little slider, right? Yeah. It makes it really easy mm -hmm. to do the zoom. I didn't realize iOS does the exact same thing. So iOS, even though it's got the buttons, you click on those buttons and start sliding and it does a little difference, like a little compass dial, but you can start to kind of zoom in and zoom out easily without having to do the pinch. So oh, yeah. I don't know if you have uh, seen that before, but it was, I have. It was yeah. pretty helpful, yeah. But mm -hmm. as you can see, this does a really nice, really nice zoom job. Um, so the camera, I think, is a little better on uh, this Samsung uh, S23. And from everything I've read, it seems to be a little bit uh, better as well. Uh, video, I think you can do video at 8K, uh, 30 mm -hmm. frames a second at 8K instead of the, what is it, 4K, I think is the max on the uh, on the iPhone. But um, other than that, you know, everything else, I, I will say the one thing I don't like, and this is probably part of, you know, Alan, when you and I would, would be comparing, let's say, Apple and... Uh, a PC, a Windows machine, right? You used to buy a Windows machine and it would come with all those other extra apps on it because whatever company was selling you the Windows machine, the Dell, right? It has all the Dell stuff on it. Well, the same thing here, as you, if you notice, there's several things here that are Samsung based, right? That come with it. And to me, I don't know, it feels a little quirky where you're thinking, okay, I'm in Android, but yet you want to, you know, get me on a lot of Samsung applications, Whereas with iOS, of course, everything's the same. So there's the kind of pros and cons there. Um, mm. But everything else seems to be pretty slick. The performance is really good. I mean, it's very fast. Um, I haven't done anything with messaging or even, I don't, I don't even think I've pulled up a web browser. Well, I guess I have maybe Chrome. Um, but everything is pretty, pretty slick, um, pretty responsive. So um, yeah, I think it's been a, an incredibly nice nice device uh i don't know if it's selling me on changing to a samsung or a uh, well, android at any point but uh, that was gonna be my I like question the fact that i could use it yeah that was gonna be my question is do you feel like anything with its experience has kind of caused you to start thinking of potential options when it comes to your phones or mobile devices um well what it has done is again that bottom that bottom navigation is to me is really slick, is helpful, um, and of course that's common across all the uh, the Android devices. Where you know the iOS devices seem to be a little different depending on the form factor, whether it's a tablet, whether it's the phone, you know how you're uh, navigating. I know, for example, my wife, you know, she has an older iOS device, and she despises using mine, which of course has no button on it. Hers still has a button. She loves using the button. So she gets mine. She's like, how am I supposed to switch apps? How am I supposed to do all this? Whereas the Android, it didn't matter if it had a button or not, right? You'd still know where the tray or the uh, the navigation tray is at the bottom. So to me, that's a that's a positive and maybe sure. removal of some of the frustration. Um, and I think other than that, you know, of course, it's not something that I've really played with yet, but the ability, the openness of the Android platform to be able to add things when you know what you're doing, I think being able to add sideload applications, put on new applications pretty easily, not have to go through just through the store, there's a benefit there. Now, of course, there's a trade-off and the trade-off is you don't get the security, you don't get, uh, you're going to have more things that are potentially going to damage your phone. You don't get the integration that we just saw with like AirTags and all of that, all of that 
ecosystem is not going to be there. But uh, but I would say the phone itself, um, really pretty impressed with, and uh, and I would see, I, I would not be that disappointed if someone were to give me a phone and say here you go, you're going to have to use, you know, this Android device from here on if it was something like this, because I, I think the transition is pretty, pretty easy um, given the form factor. So playing out these scenarios, somebody comes to you, Brian says, okay, I'm going to give you one phone, any specs on it you want. Doesn't matter the price tag. I'm just going to give you one phone. It's either a maxed out iPhone or it's a maxed out Galaxy phone. What do you go with? The iPhone. Okay, you still go with iPhone. Well, and, and only only because I have the other devices. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. connectivity, it's integration with other devices yep. at this point. Okay. Yeah, I mean performance. Performance, I think this phone, this particular phone is as good performance-wise. If you're just looking to do things like run applications and speed, I think the Bluetooth is is updated from what even the iOS or the the iPhone 14 has. Um so I think spec-wise that it potentially is a better phone, um, but I am nowhere near being in a position to get out of the ecosystem. And I think kind of having this with other computers that are in the uh, the Apple ecosystem, I think uh, I would lose a great deal. So. Well, it's just really interesting to me how these platform wars have evolved because I think I think nowadays, if you're somebody buying a computer for your first time, desktop or laptop, and they ask me what operating system I would recommend, you know, I just kind of say, well, look, what, what's your needs? What's going to work with the other devices you've got? What's, do you have any familiarity with any system over another? Because honestly, you can do everything on a Windows PC that you could do on a Mac. It really yep. comes down to more yep. of a personal preference of how you get them done. I feel like we're to a more of a parity point with iOS and Android than we've ever been. But I do feel like anybody who chooses to go with an Android device is not losing anything. No, it is no. truly a personal preference of how you want to interact with your phone and what you're used to and what works with other devices you already own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, unless you said, what am I losing is maybe I'm losing the ability to be in an ecosystem where everything works well together, sure. but you're not necessarily losing what that phone can do. Well, mean, and and I would say that's that changed a bit, right? I mean, I've, yeah. I have used Android phones in the past or Android tablets. And I felt the majority of those that I used felt cheap, felt yeah. like they weren't, didn't work very well, mainly because there's lots of different companies that can make that platform. So you get one that's an off brand. It's still feel it's an Android. You're still in that same ecosystem there, but the device is nowhere near. Now, of course, Samsung, the S23, that is the top of the line now. So you are feeling like this is what the performance can do uh, in that. that Again, just like windows PCs, when they, when they were set up with windows and they licensed the windows operating system out to all these PC makers, that's where I think people who have a sour opinion of Windows really started to come around, like started to build that sour opinion because you could be on a less than ideal PC by a PC right. manufacturer and Windows right. would be a horrible experience for you. You're on a high-end Dell workstation with specs maxed out. Windows works great. 
Mm-hmm. Mac, you never have to worry about that because Apple creates all their own hardware. So there's a certain standard performance right. level that's going to come about if you use an Apple device. Right. I mean, so they I won't think, let you know, their device or their, right. their software go on other things, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people who are sour on Android are facing the same situation. They've used a less than stellar um, hardware device yep. using Android and be like, oh, I don't like this. This isn't good. Where if they were using it on a more uh, authorized, a higher tier uh, quality product like Apple puts out for theirs, like the Galaxy you've got in your hand, mm-hmm. I think there'd be some different opinions out there. So. I- Totally agree. Yep. I I have no problem recommending to somebody they get a Galaxy phone if they are running on a PC and running Windows, if they already have a tablet that's running Mm -hmm. Android operating system. Um, For any of those reasons, and they maybe want to save a little money, possibly. I know the phones is not really that much different, but when you get down to like, you know, your PCs and all the operating systems, it can operate like a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I don't have any issue recommending a galaxy phone or other Android device. If that's a fit for somebody based on their needs. Yep. No, it's, it's a, it's a great, it is a great phone. I am, uh, I'm really impressed with the build of it. Impressed with, uh, how snappy it is. And, you know, the performance of it is, is fantastic. The operating system itself, um, I think is good. I'm just, I'm very happy with iOS. Um, like I said, if there were if there was a way to tweak iOS to do a couple of those small things, like the swipe up to be able to see all your applications as opposed to having to swipe over four different screens to get to the search and all that sort of stuff. Uh, or if there was a way to say, you know, I'd like to have a navigation bar at the bottom. You know, I don't have a button on my phone, but I wouldn't mind taking the bottom 10% to be like these three navigation buttons. Or even, you know, switching out, Alan, one of your apps in your tray for a back button or for mm-hmm. a something else. It's like it's always there, right? If it would yeah. be always there like this is, one-handed, you can use one-handed. You don't have to worry about whether I'm trying to swipe and whether swipe's going to work well because I think swipes are I know, oftentimes a little wonky. But uh, other than that, you know, I think it, it – if you are someone who is an iPhone user who maybe switched jobs to where they're, you know, giving you a PC and you're not in a Mac ecosystem as well anymore, I don't think you should be too worried about being able to switch over and learn the the Android ecosystem. Um, it's it's not too different. Um, you just have to kind of when you get into things like settings and all of that, it it certainly feels different. But uh, other than that, it's it's. Uh, you know, it's pretty a pretty easy uh, transition that I found. The only issue, the only thing for me, Brian, is I want that USB C charger. Oh God, yeah, I love that. I mean, that's honestly the one thing that makes me say, eh, you know, yeah. I like that other phone. It's not enough for me to move away from an iPhone, but man, that's the one thing I'd say. Please pull, copy, and and use. And hopefully in another version or two, we're going to see that USB-C cable because I'm tired of carrying around three different types of cables depending on my Apple devices. And um, yeah. Yeah. USB-C com- has, the, is, has the chance to become a lot more ubiquitous if we can just get it on mobile phones. I think that's the key that we need right yeah. now. So, yeah. I, will, I, will, I will add, though, that what I've learned to do or what I have been doing, I have a wireless charger in my bedroom. I have a wireless charger on this desk, and I have a wireless charger at my work desk. 
So I don't have to worry about plugging. I rarely ever will plug a device yeah. in. Actually, I have a wireless connection on my uh, phone or in my uh, my car as well. You can put it up there uh, on the uh, on the dash. So to me, plugging a cable in is is not something that I feel like I need to do not very often. Um, but given that I have a lot of other devices now that are starting to be USB C when they come out of the box, it would be nice to just have a standard. Right. And not have a full drawer over here. I was just looking a minute ago at a drawer that I have of tons of cables and I have to pull each one out to say, is that a USB-C or is that a USB-A or is that a lightning? Which one is this? And uh, it's, that's a bit frustrating. So hopefully yeah. they'll get their act together and be on the same page. But hope so. All right. Well, that's so, the Galaxy S or I'm sorry, the Samsung Galaxy S23. S23. Yep, Brian yep. has reviewed. He's kind of taken one for the team here and kind of beautiful put himself yeah. through the paces of working with a Galaxy Samsung model phone. He's happy. He likes it. It's good. Mm-hmm. I think other than a couple misgivings, overall, it's a good experience. So that's good yep. to know. I'm glad to know there's options out there for people instead of feeling like because you and I talk about Macs all the time and iPhones. It's good to let everybody know there are other options, and the other options right now are pretty good. Yes, there are yeah, some good other options good. out there for sure on that. So. Yep. Yep. Right. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. So AirTags and the S23 are yeah. both thumbs up for me. Um, Brian's got the know. thumbs up on both of them. So good yep. to use. Yep. That is good to hear. Uh, I definitely think the AirTags are going to be near in my future. Um, yep. The Samsung phone. Probably not, but I'm encouraged to hear what you've had to say about it. That makes me feel yep. better about people making that decision going forward on those phones. So, but Brian, I'm sure people listening to us probably have some of their own opinions. Maybe they've used their tags and are not excited or happy about those, or um, they've got some different opinions about the uh, galaxy phones that they want to share with us. How can they go about talking to us about those things? Yeah, send us an email at info at themesh.tv. And uh, we'd prefer you not tell us about any illegal activities you might be doing with these air tags. But if you have some other creative uses, um, please do uh, please do let us know. Uh, and if you if you happen to know of other ways to get around kind of the limitation of sharing information, um, you know, with a spouse, uh, we'd love to hear that as well. If you have some creative ways that you're doing that, but um, you can also go to our website at www.brothers-n-tech.com. Perfect. And Alan, I'm not, I'm not going to say rush, but we're, uh, we're under an hour. And if we get out of here in about a minute and 45, we're under an hour. Well, that's a good time for me to roll into my 20 minute prepared email. (laughs) You're going to talk about email. Email revisited. (laughs) I have more opinions <laughs> about email to share. Yeah, that would be great. No, we I'm haven't not. heard much about your email no, lately. No, I'm, so. I'm actually going to make sure we keep – I'm watching the clock. I'm keeping it under Wait. an hour. I think this yeah. is good. I think we can do this. Um, I'm just going to drag out my closing really <laughs> slow because I see we have an hour, a minute 15 left. Okay, we can do this. Um, well, Brian, this has been good. Thank you for yeah. uh, both the uh, unboxing and kind of talking through scenarios with both those new technologies. Um, I think we're due for a Brothers in Tech Suggestions episode. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yep. I think that needs to be next week. I might have a couple things to share on the Brothers in Tech Suggestions episode. Cool. That's where Brian and I bring together a couple of uh, suggestions of things we think are worth checking out 
could be a gadget, website, uh, tool, uh, app, whatever it may be. We're here to bring it to you to share. So I think we'll plan on doing that next week. That'll be fun. Our Brothers in Tech Suggestions episode for the month of March 2023. So with that, Brian, I see we have 30 seconds left to keep it under an hour. So should I go ahead and wrap it up? Are we done? Oh, I think so. I think so. Because you're probably going to stumble to to press the button to actually get us out of here. So <laughs> actually, I'm not. Okay. I'm going to get up right now. Wow. So okay. we're going to close out the show right now. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.